White Noise, podcast script by Steve Haynes, adapted from a short story by Steve Haynes. A swerving car lurched to a stop outside the house. There were no lights on in the house or any of the houses in the quiet suburban street, but given the late hour, that wasn't a surprise. The back door of the car opened and a man in a business suit half got out, half fell out onto the footpath dragging empty beer cans with him, the empty tins falling into the gutter, sounding much louder in the still of the night. Shh! You'll wake the little woman. We don't want Buddy Boy ending up in the (laughs) doghouse. Drunken laughter came from within the car. The man got up, swayed a bit, and tried to brush down his rumpled suit. Nah, it's okay. I bought the old Battleaxe a white noise machine for Christmas. Once it on, she sleeps through anything. I found it in this weird little antique shop after that last sales conference we went to in the US. You know, in New Mexico. You know, that town, that town. Yeah, you know the one. Roswell. Yeah, that's it, Roswell. Got it cheap too. Had weird writing on all the knobs. No instruction book or box. Managed to get him like 10 bucks off. Told her I got it from Saks on the New York trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I've got to get these other bums home. I'll see you Monday, mate. The car lurched off again and swerved over the road a few times before somehow managing to turn the corner at the end of the street. The man looked from the car and back up at the house. Home, sweet bloody home. The woman was sleeping deeply when she woke suddenly as the bed lurched to her husband's side. The heavy-set man, his suit jacket crumpled on the floor and his tie askew, sat bleary-eyed on the edge of the bed. Her eyes shot open and she looked around her bedroom, not sure where she was, as a dream of an alien world faded away like mist in a breeze. She didn't turn to her husband, let alone acknowledge him, He'd only try and lie about a business meeting with the boys, while thinking the breath mint he was sucking on would hide both the booze and tramp, of which he undoubtedly stunk. Waking, she softly mumbled into her pillow. Hmm, should that be booze and flues of which he stunk? Her husband shucked off his shoes, socks and shirt, then stumbled into the ensuite. She could hear the sound of the shower. Suddenly, a white cat jumped up on the bed and rubbed up against her face. She sat up and picked up the cat and started talking to the cat. You know my mistake, marrying too young. He was so hot when he was young, though. Star captain of the rugby team, Mr Popularity, prom king. God, he was so hot. Now he's just a fading jock who works in advertising, drinks too much and chases cocktail waitresses. She sighed and started stroking the cat, staring off into space. The sound of the shower mixed with the sound of her husband singing Springsteen's Glory Days. Glory Days. I only stayed with him for the sake of the kids, but they're at uni now. I guess I knew the marriage was truly going to end when I went out and got my realtor's licence. I suddenly realised I loved working, meeting people. And damn it, I'm good at selling houses. She turned the cat towards her and looked it in the face. And what my dear philandering husband doesn't know is, 
I've been taking cash off the top and putting it into a safety deposit box. Yes, yes, I have. Isn't Mummy clever? She gently turned the cat from side to side. My own little freedom fund. No cheap divorce lawyer my idiot husband will end up hiring will ever manage to find. The cat started to rebel against being held so closely and she placed the cat back onto her lap and kept stroking it. No more him coming home late, smelling of cheap whiskey and cheaper women. No more weekends of him laying about the house watching sport, piling beer cans up on the floor next to his lazy boy chair. No more stories of his bowling nights or fishing weekends. In fact, no more him. The shower suddenly stopped and she could hear her husband getting ready to come to bed. The door to the bathroom opened and he stepped out. Oh, hey, babe. You're up. I wasn't. You woke me up. Oh, yeah. Sorry, babe. We closed the Gowan account and the boys and me went to have a few drinks at a doubts. All of a sudden, Roger's saying, Hey, you know what we should do? You remember, Rog, you met him at the Christmas party last year. Anyway, he said, you won't believe this. She held up her hand to stop him and shooed the cat off the bed. You're right. I probably won't believe it. I have to get up early. I've got an eight o'clock showing. I'm going to try and get back to sleep. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Good night, hon. He went around to his side of the bed and he flopped back onto the mattress, snuggling into the clean sheets like a shaggy dog in the basket. She lay still, eyes clamped shut, feeling his tossing and turning as the bed springs fought back against the bulk. He started snoring, just lightly, overtook her. Maybe I'll dream of that strange alien world again. What was that thing called? Snorax? As the calming Pacific Ocean waves washed over the intrusive snoring, she drifted off to sleep. She woke suddenly, the noise of her husband snoring cutting through the peace of sleep as a dream of a strange alien world faded away. The white noise machine, which normally drowned out her husband, was not working and she turned to inspect it. The power light was off and the device was dormant. She sat up slightly, trying to get a better look, when suddenly she heard a faint noise as something struggled against the bedside table. She rolled onto her side and looked over the edge of the bed and behind the table, which was now jutting out from the wall. Pookie, what are you doing? She whispered down at the pet, trying to get at something behind the table. She reached out with her upper tentacle and lifted the Snorax up, its six legs frantically scrambling at the air. She waved her other tentacle at the Snorax and was trying to chastise it, but looking into its three big purple eyes staring at her, she just couldn't stay angry. Okay, you can sleep at Mama's feet. She laid the Snorax at the end of the bed. She looked over at her husband. He hadn't woken, and she rolled her eyes back and snorted quietly in disgust and whispered to her pet Snorax. Why am I not surprised? He's been out late drinking Chiroxana with his work buddies, talking about their glory days at college and lying about their successes now. 
I bet if I ran a trivarium analyzer over his tentacles, I'd find Chiroxena, deep-fried Gora, and cheap perfume. She reached down with one tentacle and gave the Snorax a goodnight pat, then turned over and plugged the white noise machine back into the power junction. She laid back, hoping she would return to the dream of the strange alien world from which she had woken. Maybe I'll find out what a realtor is. As the soothing, rumbling noise of the Thorakian jungle winds rolled out of the speaker, she drifted off to sleep. You have been listening to White Noise, a short story written by Steve Haynes, performed by Jen Haynes, Brianda Cross and Steve Haynes.